We're not going to do a, uh, a real fake facts this week. We figured that the news media was taking care of all of that for us the past <laughs> month. So uh, I think they've, I think they actually heard our podcast and they're like, you know what? Real fake facts. That sounds like a good idea. We should just promote that all the time. In 2011, theorizing that one could make an entertaining podcast, the Geek Out Heroes stepped into the Quantum Leap Accelerator and vanished. When they woke, they found themselves trapped in your present, facing political correctness and social justice warriors who were determined to kill humor and joy. Now the GOH are driven by an unknown force to laugh in the face of stupidity and make jokes anyway. Their only guide on this journey is Steve, a listener from their own time, who seems to be just as deranged as they are. And so the Geek Out heroes find themselves leaping from topic to topic, trying to set right what once went wrong, and hoping each time their next cast will be better than the last. Welcome to the Geek Out Heroes. This is Vargo. Miles. And this is Sean. I mean, <laughs> Line! Oh, oh, Steve. Steve. Yes, uh, I'm Steve. <laughs> We've gone over this. Yeah, so <laughs> listeners, Steve does exist. Steve is here. Uh, we, we we didn't make him up. I, like, I know, like, for the last, like, two years or so, we've been talking about Steve, and you guys are like, who the fuck is this Steve guy? And unlike Phil from the NSA, who I'm sure is listening to us right now. Hi. Hey, Phil. How you doing? He's not made up. So yeah, thanks, um, Phil, for the uh, FBI recommendation. Though. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why it is. That's that's exactly it. That's the traffic. <laughs> it's it's just like, well, you know, this guy, Phil, has been recommending these guys for their observation skills over this podcast <laughs> for a while. They figured they, that, you know, we should actually offer one of these guys a fucking job. Maybe he can fix things. Who knows? Um so yeah, listeners, just so you know, in the background, if you hear any noise, it's because there's family about, and you know, sometimes you just can't cut that stuff out. Can't of the, get out away of the from podcast, them right so. now. Uh. <laughs> I mean, seriously, yeah, we're all stuck at home. Uh, what 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 do we do? Uh, I mean, I suppose we could smother them all in their sleep or give them pills, but I think that still would be a negative yeah. in the aftermath of all this coronavirus. It's stuff. Generally so. frowned upon. So uh. yeah. <laughs> um. You see the meme for uh, NyQuil Jello snack time? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that. Uh, <laughs> isn't that. Isn't that from like a skit or something like that? I wouldn't be surprised. Or it's just a page out of Cosby's playbook. 
man, you told that in such a way that I really don't uh, think I like Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, rewatching Future Future oh, man. man with Amanda. So uh, it's a uh... yeah. <laughs> that's a good, it's it's a good show. I don't know if they're like from what I've heard, they're only going to do one more season and then they're done because I don't think they're going to going to continue with it. Well, the third season just released uh, earlier this week. Um, yeah, and it's it, uh, it's pretty I interesting. Watched. Uh, watched the first two episodes. Uh, yeah, it, right. it, it's it's the same humor. Uh, <laughs> I think you guys enjoy it. So does does Future Man when they drop it on Hulu? Does it drop once a week? No, no, it's uh, the whole shebang. It's just all at once. All at once. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I might risk the commercials just to watch it. I'm, I, then again, I might just wait for it to come out on Vudu. I usually just wait for it to come out on streaming and then I buy it just because I don't want to have to deal with commercials. And that way I actually just own the show if I ever lose my Hulu or decide to drop out of it again. Um, what's that sound in your headset? So It sounds like somebody's like opening up a can or messing with, their, with a can. Oh, or something like that. no, I don't have a can. I know better. I'm at Loach. Yeah. <laughs> hey. It's at this point, I don't, I don't think we actually worry about it anymore. Like, uh, I think I think that right now, the the one I'm trying to get through is Anderson. I love the guy, but I, I've got to get him past the fact of if somebody else is talking, don't continue talking. Stop and wait for the other person to finish. And then and then we can continue. Um, it's a little easier now that we all have our own our own mics. But the downside is that uh, when we're in close enough proximity, you can hear the other person's echo in the other mic just vaguely. So like trying to separate the voices is kind of a pain in the ass. So every now and then I'll just cut them out entirely. Um, Not complaining. Just because I'm like, well, that wasn't co- yeah, that wasn't coherent, and you can't hear it in the other mic. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna get rid of that. Um, the other thing I'm trying to get is to get Loach to like you know how, what's funny is Loach is like Loach is loud all the time, yes. and that's the Italian in him. And then every now and then he goes really fucking low so and gets mumbly. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. And the Italian like, in him. <laughs> yeah, like you're just like I, I don't know if yeah, and that's the thing is like I don't know if he's going Godfather on us and he's actually threatening all of our lives in the room, or if he's just saying something under his voice because it's actually funny, but he doesn't want to be caught on the mic. But I hear it on the mic every time. I'm like, I either have to boost his audio or cut this out, and I, I got to figure out what to do. So uh, my other problem is like my own problem when we do the podcast is like over the the course of the podcast, since I'm doing a lot of the hosting and the talking, I start to lose my voice towards the end. So like my voice gets lower and lower and lower. So constantly while I'm doing the editing, I have to raise the, the vocals up, 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 up as I go on. It's pretty fucking hysterical. Like when you watch it, you'll see the stair step where it occurred. I'm like, I'm getting too low. I need to go up and then you'll like go longer, like, you know, 10, 15 minutes later, you just stare it up again. It's got to go higher. Like what the hell? Um, it's just, it's all just a chore. But anyways, listeners, what we're going to talk about today is uh, we're going to start off with something that's pretty relatively uh, simple and easy to understand. It's what everybody will. It's what everyone is pretty much having to deal with right now, and that's customer service <laughs> and uh, the state that it's in right now. So one of the reasons why this came up for my conversation this week is with Ultimate Game Pass, you get perks and they're kind of like rewards. And you can claim these and they're supposed to show up in your game. And one of them was for Warframe and it was a starter pack and it was supposed to give you in-game current or uh, the in-game currency, which is platinum. On top of that, it gave you boosters. And I think there was like a couple of mods that it gives you for the game. You know, it's kind of a pain in the ass to claim any of these rewards, first of all, because when you 
when you get the rewards, it comes up with a QR code like anybody has those anymore or uses mm-hmm. them. And on top of that, it gives you like or or go to the website and then redeem the code instead of just click here, redeem code. You're on your profile right now in the app on the system. Why no one came up with this correlation of how this should work is beyond me. Um, how does it not automatically link in? When I click on it, like I can understand having it where redeem now is a button or get code if you wanted to give your code away. Totally makes sense. That part would make sense. The fact that there's no redeem now from the app is unbelievable to me. Especially since you can get those uh, those messages directly from Xbox Live, and it's like, hey, thanks for playing Gears 5. Here's a code right. for this. And you can click yeah. on it and it immediately redeems it. No big yeah. deal. Yeah. You're not... You're not having yeah, to manually go. I have to go to my message. Is, I have to write all this down hit by hand. And then I have to go the into the redeem system code. special. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I, I don't get it. So the reason why this got brought up in customer service wise is because after this, when it, when I redeemed my code, it did not work. And listeners, I want to point out, it didn't work for miles either. Nope. Still hasn't worked. Wow. So it, it apparently hasn't worked for a lot of people. So I, I tried to get on to Microsoft's customer service and for Xbox's customer service, if you don't know this, it is currently in beta, which means their website is a beta dot is it's a beta dot support dot, you know, whatever. And the reason why it's in beta is because they're still trying to test out how to mitigate the amount of calls and emails that they used to get for nonsensical shit. This totally makes sense. Listeners, I want to point out that this is not something that I'm going to criticize them on because that makes sense from a customer service standpoint. You want to try and mitigate the amount of ridiculous calls that you have to deal with where people are like, I can't find the power button. Right. You know, that kind of shit. So they give you these kind of forms, not really forms to fill out, but like this kind of questionnaire, like what does this issue have to pertain to? Okay. Here's your next choice. What, you know, what specifically does it have to deal with? And then they give you another choice or it moves on and says, you can either talk to a automated customer, you know, customer chat system, which is usually, usually an AI uh, computer that won't answer any of your questions. uh, In my case, (laughs) or you can talk to a Xbox player, you know, somebody else who is in the community will help you out. And that's usually over their forums. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot of places are in, are really into the players helping players. I get that. And then you have like, uh, I think the, the last option is literally just making a forum post or something like that. Can, can you, is this on the phone or is this like on their website? It's on their website. You can access oh, it from okay. your phone. I was going to, I was going to say, I, was, I would just, you call into those things. You just you just mash zero uh, <laughs> until yeah. you get somebody no. to talk. Yeah, to. It, but but that's the thing. But that's the thing is uh, when you actually get if you have an uh, if you have an issue that's high enough to let you give them a call, they'll give you the number. They don't give you the number. They don't give you an email or anything like that. They they give you the option of talking to something something I say live <laughs> or someone uh, in their community. So if you but if you do get a big enough issue that you can call them. They still make you go through the same steps over the phone, which makes zero sense. Uh, Just in a different accent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If you choose, if you choose two instead of one, (laughs) but the thing that drives me freaking crazy is the fact that there's no way to directly contact anyone in customer service anymore. And this is true even on Sony's end. I think, Uh, I think they've switched over to something very similar where you can't just directly call them and you can't just directly email them with an issue. And 
That's the thing that's absolutely ridiculous to me is the fact that on top of that, their options for their beta site does not include Ultimate Game Pass. None of it. None of their options include Ultimate Game Pass subscriptions, Ultimate Game Pass rewards, Ultimate Game Pass purchases, nothing in that. So like when you go, okay, well, what does this qualify as? Well, this could be an app or this could be a subscription. So if I select subscriptions, it says stop my billing and cancel my subscription. How, you know, questions about subscription. Like that that doesn't pertain to what I'm having problems with, guys. So you don't have any subcategories for, you know, subscriptions, Game Pass. Okay, here's another issue within Game Pass. That's where I'm wanting to go, but it doesn't have that. So I go over to apps. Apps, same fucking problem. My game won't start. I can't find my game. You click on that. You click on that thinking, well, okay, it's a purchase. So we'll see if that's the case. Nope. Doesn't go to that. Doesn't give you anything like that. So like you'd think that there would be an Xbox store support within the Xbox. No. So I go over to Microsoft's store support. And I'm, I basically go through kind of the similar steps, but I'm finally able to get a hold of somebody and I'm basically told, oh, you have to talk to somebody over at Xbox. I would love to talk to somebody at Xbox, right? Microsoft. I would love to, but you're not making it possible. <laughs> you're not giving me the way to them. You're giving me a workaround that doesn't work around anything. And the thing that drives me even more crazy is the fact that Microsoft Rewards has their own support line, their own support site specifically for Microsoft Rewards. Microsoft, you need to do the same thing for your Game Pass Rewards, your Game Pass perks. They need to have that too. That needs to be a thing. You should have a a dedicated section just to that. So like I said, it's a beta, so I get it. It's it's not going to be perfect yet, but seriously, how did you guys create a service that you have nothing to support for? That seems kind of short-sighted, don't you think? I mean, it's, it's Microsoft. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. you kind of answered your own question. Uh, oh, I know. Par for the course. I mean, we, for like, we had, yeah, we we had the conversation <laughs> just before this about Apple and Microsoft and how they like they introduce features that remove features on their own shit. So, uh, but the, yeah, that, this kind of goes along with it. And the the sad thing is that Sony's kind of gone the same route of it's really hard to get a hold of anybody in customer service. And I'm just sitting there going, what, like. What happened? Like, I remember when Sony and Microsoft for years were toting about the fact that we, we have we have excellent customer service. And then like a couple of years ago, Microsoft was really like, yeah, we're letting a bunch of people go from customer service and we're just going to we're just going to use volunteers. You're using volunteers. What does that mean? Volunteers like did you did you you know, did you take them from the Red Cross volunteers? Like, was there just not enough tragedy in the world yet? Like, I'm curious, did you lose a lot of staff when the coronavirus came through? Did all your volunteers leave and go volunteer somewhere that actually meant something? So, yeah, needs to be fixed. Mm-hmm. Needs to have a better one. You guys need to actually think about this shit, Microsoft. This is the, see, this is the shit that makes me go, this is why my, this is why Miles got that, you know, work for the FBI notification from LinkedIn because <laughs> we're very observant on the podcast and we see things that other com- companies don't somehow. Anyways. That was my big gripe, and I'm going to move on to the next topic. Our next topic, listeners, is why the podcast is named what it is named. And uh, (laughs) that's because Sony finally revealed the DualShock 5. That's not the DualShock 5. It's now the DualSense, and it's the haptic feedback controller that 
none of us knew we always wanted, apparently. For some reason, divs have been have been talking about this thing for months now and been saying like, oh, it's amazing how it feels and stuff like that. And I'm like, all right, that's that's cool. I'm looking forward to, to, to feeling it myself and seeing how it controls and stuff like that. There are, of course, a lot of people who are pissed off with Sony, you know, that it looks too much like the Xbox controller. There are Sony or there are Microsoft fans that are laughing. Ha 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 ha. It looks just like our controller. Actually, I hate to tell you guys this. Both your controllers look like PC game pads because <laughs> we had them first. Sorry. <laughs> all I know is all the memes um, that I've seen from it are fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. They're funny. <laughs> They're like, oh, you took an Xbox controller and put it in a tank top. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking great. It's the it's the controller from Jersey. <laughs> it's so you can see all of its, you know, pectorals and abs and shit. Yeah. When I when I shared it to the guys, <laughs> I just simply stated, I was like, I don't know how I feel about it. It's like it's one of those things. I'm just going to have to get my hands on one of them to really truly yeah, know it, how I like it or not. It really is going to have to be a sense thing. <laughs> so, uh, no, they, Namely, it's, the touch. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> yes, quite. Uh, yeah, so like it, it looks a little more comfortable. I mean, based off the, the ergonomics of it and the the thickness of it, it looks like it's going to be a comfortable controller. It looks like it's going to be a little more comfortable than the, uh, the PS4 was. And I enjoyed the PS4. So yeah, I'm looking forward to actually get my hands on it and see how it feels like if it sucks, then that's going to blow. But the nice thing is, is the next P the PS5 supposedly is supposed to be backwards compatible with the PS4 controller. So I don't have to use it. Um, well, you know what the really nice thing about it is it looks like you can set it down without hitting one of the bumpers. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. One of the triggers. No, you say. can't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if you look at it, yeah, there's been people complaining about that. They they still yeah. have the little tab sticking down at the bottom, uh. Uh, so that uh, <laughs> you get to randomly fast forward through stuff as uh, you set your controller down. It's not so you know it it wouldn't be so bad if it weren't so goddamn sensitive, right? It's like just a nudge. It's like and we're going fast forward. Why? <laughs> Why is this happening now? I I didn't do anything. And it's Sorry, not so with bad, the... you know, when when I do it because you know, I I know not to put down the controller like on the front of it and you know, lay it down gently. So we, but you know, <laughs> right now, <laughs> Steve, right now I'm literally imagining you putting this thing down like it's a goddamn nuke just yeah, well, you you got to got to be gentle. You, you don't you don't want it to go off, right? Uh, but then you know the kids are playing with it, or the wife is playing with it, and she's like just slams it down, and they're like, okay, well now we're watching the end of the movie. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, <laughs> let's rewind. Well, what did yeah, I do? Just, uh, I just I put it down. Uh, it's like Indiana Jones just, swapping just, out the fucking gr- uh, the yeah. uh, like treasure. <laughs> for the yeah, I just yeah. I just imagine I just imagine you sitting on the couch with your wife, and and all of a sudden like she she puts the remote or she puts the controller down and it fast forwards and you just look at her and go, what did you do? <laughs> I didn't what? do anything. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's actually the, I think that's actually the only, like one of the main reasons why we stopped like doing our, uh, our own personal riffs miles mm. from the PlayStation. Cause the PlayStation has infinitely better inter- interfaces when it comes to their video players than the Xbox does. But I think it's the controller. I think that's the reason why we stopped using it because the controller <laughs> well, was, uh, every time every time we nudge it, it would just fast forward. 
there was a stretch of time that we were having a lot of uh, party issues with uh, trying to watch oh, stuff yeah. online. It kept booting that, us. That, that actually uh, made us try and use the Xbox, I think, briefly for the podcast at one point. Yeah. Matter of fact, yeah. Well, we did that uh, a couple times. Yeah. Um, sucked because we always had to make sure we pushed the controller or something like that so it turned on or stayed on yep. in chat but uh yeah it, it's it's gonna be you know it's gonna be an interesting interesting uh, to see how the controller feels how it reacts and stuff like that the idea of the uh tension uh actuators that are in the control or in the triggers that are gonna you know let you feel tension as you're like pulling back on a bow or something like that that's a cool idea. I hope it's a an, an option I can turn off because I don't think I'm going to want to put up with that in everything. I do think it's interesting that the they, they stuck with the idea it's going to be rechargeable. Um, they've added all this extra shit into it and they sat there going, but you know, we're, we're worried about the, the about the weight. I'm like, actually, like the first thing I thought was like, weight's actually a good thing. And like weight can make a controller feel substantially like better and, and make you think that it's built better just mentally. So having that extra weight for, for extra battery life doesn't sound like a bad idea, guys. Uh, Plus, it makes so, for better rage quit videos. Yes, <laughs> this is absolutely true. Uh, like the axe throwing competitions. It just yeah. fucking sticks into the wall. <laughs> Maybe I can actually you, get it through it this time. Yeah. You just have to make sure that you put up posters afterwards. Um, unless you're really good at spackle. So <laughs> one of the things that I've noticed is like w- when you look at the, uh, the new, the new uh, DualSense and the uh, Xbox controller is that the Xbox controller, while the DualSense look, it went with thicker, it looks like the Xbox controller went with slightly smaller and still stuck with regular AA batteries. And Microsoft's been getting a lot of shit for that. And to be honest, I'm a little, I was a little disappointed in the fact that Microsoft didn't go with rechargeable like a rechargeable controller and to, to Microsoft's defense of, Oh, well, you know, if we get, if we did a rechargeable controller, eventually those batteries were out. Yeah. Lithiums do run out and lithiums do die, but it takes like 10 to 15 years. If, if they're treated properly, if they're not, which is on user error, like people plugging them in all the time and never, you know, never letting them, them die out when you use them. Uh, then yeah, the, the, they won't last as long. And then you end up with a situation of people throwing away their controllers essentially to go buy new ones. Uh, or Microsoft, you could create a uh, rechargeable battery that doesn't cost us extra money, comes with a controller and lets us open up the goddamn thing and replace the battery itself. That's a weird idea, I know. It's almost like, I'm, like I'd be asking the company to think about their customers and the environment first. <laughs> weird. Um, but... Yeah, uh, Microsoft, you could have easily done that. Sorry, um, I, I, you don't get a pass from me on the AA thing. Uh, I realize that there are some people out there that just want to buy AA batteries, and yeah, you can keep that compatibility in there, but don't don't turn around and act like this was in in the interest of the customers when you clearly are going to create accessories that give us the recharge and, or the charge and play capability later. It's money, listeners. That's what I'm getting it down to. It's money. They get more money out of it. So there you go, because. Uh, the the elite series two that's that's rechargeable and that's really good so i mean you could just always go with a third-party controller um this is true yeah some really good ones out there yeah 
Yeah. Uh, it's getting to that it. point where that might be the better fucking option since everything has fucking stick drift now. Oh my <laughs> god. We've gone through so many controllers because of that shit. And that's something you can't fix that they have to fix. What's funny is the amount of companies that are just like, yeah, I don't want to acknowledge it because if I acknowledge that we have the problem, then we have to fix it for free. Well, so you're just okay with people just throwing their controllers away then? Yes. <laughs> okay. It means they got to buy another one. Yeah, so uh, some of the things that are coming with the new DualSense is specifically uh, a mic, a built-in mic, and that's supposed to help with chat. And <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know about that, guys. Uh, we've we with the amount of mics that we've used, listeners, and this includes just on the podcast, the you know, in gaming, wherever. Uh, think about a mic sitting on your controller and where your controller sits and how far away it sits from you and how much it has to pick up in order for it to hear you away from your face. How good does that sound like as an idea when you think about, okay, if it can pick me up from three feet, what else in the room is it picking up? Yeah, I don't look forward to uh, Anderson putting his controller down and then hearing Pornhub <laughs> live fire up. Fucking Christ. Yeah. Or or Loach or, or Loach and I'm I'm gonna out him on this one, uh, getting up and going I got I will be right back and then hearing him literally across the room go to the bathroom blow his nose and then come back, <laughs> that has happened listeners it was pretty funny, um, it, it was one of those things like he he we so Steve we had we had gotten Loach a new mic uh, because in Xbox he he either I don't want to blame him but I do want to blame him. Because <laughs> he's the only one go, that go has the problem. It, you know, it, he, it's he, fine. He's the, the only one. He's the only things. one in the group. Like he's going to get pissed off with me for this, but he's the only one in the group <laughs> that has this problem. Out of everyone that we play with, he's the only one that has an echoey mar or echoey mic. Has you know just constant issues with with his microphone picking up everything. And uh, so I got him a new mic, and uh, the uh, the the mic uh, arm flips up to mute. And I explained this to him and, uh, but, but he forgot to do it. And cause he, he'd had his old mic, his old mic so long, he had taken his headset off and just put it down to the ground. And we were just like, and I was like, he can just flip, like I sat there, he just flip up the mic and we, we wouldn't hear anything. And he, he leaves, we hear him go blow his nose, go to the bathroom, have a come discussion back. And I was with like, Nicole. <laughs> yeah. Have a discussion with Nicole. When he came back from the discussion with Nicole, I asked him the same question. He asked her, uh, we chime in with our own two cents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, did, did you guys heard that? I'm like, yes, you didn't mute the mic. He's like, well, I can't mute the mic. I was like, yes, you can. It, it just flips up. Like I said, the, <laughs> we have the, the, the technology. Mic arm. <laughs> the mic arm flips up and it goes to mute. And he goes, oh, he's like, I'm sorry. He's like, you heard all that? I was like, yeah, we heard you from clear across the room. He's like, huh? I'm like, yeah, the mics pick up a lot. <laughs> so with that in mind, with the with the new the uh, the new dual sense controller, that microphone idea while I understand it, it sounds still like a bad idea. Yeah. You want to keep the speaker in there? That's fine. <laughs> yeah. And, and I didn't see a button on there to uh, mute it. To mute it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Easy hopefully that's a, yeah, hopefully that's an option in the console where you can just physically mute the mic and just leave it off. Uh, Cause I could see, I could see why it's wanted to like, if they're going to introduce like uh, Alexa and or Alexi or whatever the fuck her name is, uh, into your console. Okay, well, the Xbox has that capability, so it makes sense that you, you're going to have this somehow have this capability constantly on your console. So I get that. 
But if it's, you know, if the mic's constantly on and it's constantly slightly draining the battery, I'd rather just turn that feature off and save more battery power mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, go from, go from there. Um, aside from that, listeners, the, uh, the share button is no longer the share button. It's called the create button. And supposedly it does <laughs> more than just what the share button does now. Although they haven't explained any of that yet, because everything with Sony lately is just trickle down information. And oh, we're going to be a little bit morsels here. But what's really funny, listeners, is the fact that a lot of the stuff that they've shared with us now, other than showing off the design of the the controller, we knew about back in I think December when Wired Magazine did an article about it. So Sony, you haven't shown us anything new. Come on, guys, you're but if you're I don't falling officially behind announce here. it, if I don't officially announce it, then it doesn't exist. Yeah. Don't you know this? <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I want to see my Jersey Shore console now. Come on. <laughs> I like the new light placement. You know, it being on the front's kind of cool. Yeah. You think it's uh the launch date's gonna be pushed back? Uh we talked about it last week. Uh I, I fully expect the I fully expect the consoles to be pushed back uh at least until March of next year. If not oh, yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if they push back at all, I think they'll push back a whole another full year just to make the uh, the holiday season. Yeah. So uh, if they don't, I'll be really surprised. Um, but they don't. That's fine. That's uh, <laughs> whatever. Know, if they don't. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, it'll just be. It'll be a kind of a shock to me. Uh, but I won't be shocked if they have even less. Con- if if they have even less consoles than they did when they launched the uh, the Xbox 360 and the uh, PS3. So. Of course, the PS3 was never in shortage. Uh, that's a different <laughs> story. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of annoying the way that Sony has been treating this versus how Microsoft has been treating it. Microsoft has been stupidly transparent to the point where they've actually had people going, like, look at how the console breaks apart, like how the pieces and parts fit together, everything. Whereas Sony's just like, ah, here's a little bit of morsels here. Here's a little bit of morsels there. This is a little more information. Here's a little bit here. What can we do to try and delay us showing off our console as long as possible. And that's really what it feels like. It's at one point we were sitting there going, well, Sony's clearly going to be waiting for Microsoft to show off their, uh, their price point. And that's fine. You can hold off on showing off the price point, but show us what the fucking console looks like. <laughs> show is us it gonna, is something. Is it going to match the controller? <laughs> yeah. Is it, is it going to be another tank top? Am I going to get a set of jeans? What's going on? <laughs> Uh, it's just, it's just a little, like, it's just a little annoying watching them handle this kind of badly. And on top of that, when they decide to show off the, the specs of it, you know, when it's for the, for the developers conference and, you know, you had Cerny up there giving the most boring presentation on the, in the history of mankind. Uh, you know what it reminded me of? It reminds me of Mrs. Doubtfire talking to the little children in uh, <laughs> at the end of that movie uh, to her on her TV show portion, that's what it kind of reminded me of. Like just all soft and quiet and and really you know uh, monotone, just monotone, warm and comforting. You know, just warm, warm and comforting. We want you to be really comfortable with this with this new console and its features. And we have uh, with the little fake the, audience. It was fucking yeah weird. with the little fake audience, and we have you know very powerful memory. And we have all these systems <laughs> set up so that you can create and and make the worlds that you want people to enjoy. And the rest of us are going, what the fuck? Like, 
Where, where's Big Bird? <laughs> Let's count to five together. You just, um, made, you just made me feel warm and comforted, Mike. Uh, yeah, I'm sure, sure, sure you did. Yeah, <laughs> for a nap. Uh, <laughs> uh, I need some cookies and milk. Uh, <laughs> Get some cookies and milk. Maybe a little like spoonful of honey. You know, <laughs> help your help your Jello Nyquil shots to go down. <laughs> so like like they did that presentation and they should like all the all the like they knew they were going to be putting this out there and that people were going to be watching it usually like when they do cdc uh can like conferences the only thing we see are the highlights we don't get to see the whole thing so it was really one of those things like man like this is what the the developers look forward to at you know cdc uh or sorry not cd uh gdc um so (laughs) cdc yeah the the (laughs) The developers of cdc (laughs) well they are making the viruses (laughs) they are they are making the viruses we've we've just proven that by uh by making that statement so um you heard it here you heard it here first listeners but uh this is what they look for at gdc and i like a lot of people were just kind of thrown off by it that most of the public were they were just like uh okay like not knowing that this wasn't really for us, but at the same time, if that wasn't for us, they should have had like a highlight video either come out before that or just after that promoting the shit out of the console, like showing off some, some new gameplay, giving us an idea of what it's going to be like. There should have been some kind of trailer put together. Whereas Microsoft, when they first started showing off the the console, it wasn't to the developers. Uh, it wasn't to the developers in the same manner or manner. They had already done that personally, but it was to the audience. They're like, it's going to do this, 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 this. Everything's going to be better quality and all this stuff. And you're like, man, this looks really fucking intense, even though they've only shown me CGI. <laughs> but it looks really cool. I'm really into this. And people lost their goddamn minds when they showed off that it was, you know, basically just a uh, sequel to the Baconator from <laughs> Wendy's where it's like this... 12 stack of bu- uh, of fucking patties in the middle <laughs> console and, and shit like that. The thing is the, the thing I got to appreciate about Microsoft about that console is the fact that they are willing to poke fun at themselves, fun at themselves when they put out an ad oh, yeah. showing off the new console next to a refrigerator that is the exact same <laughs> shape. Brilliant. Like whoever your marketing person is at Microsoft, that person deserves a fucking raise because that, that guy literally observed the internet and went, I'm going to make our own meme as an advertisement. <laughs> and we're going to sell the shit out of this thing. Uh, so yeah, that, that was, that was great. The, but you know, you go to Sony and Sony's just like, yeah, no, mum's the word. <laughs> like I imagine right now the, the place or the, the PlayStation five console, the concept designs for it are currently being guarded by ninja nuns at a <laughs> convent somewhere in Russia where you have to like fight, 16 bagel like Bengal tigers and shit like that just to get near it. And the only reason why they haven't shown it off is because they don't remember this, the, the safe word for the nuns to get to it. (laughs) And that's why we haven't seen it. They're just like, no, we can't, we can't, we can't do it until, until they give it to us because if we don't, they'll kill us all. So maybe that's why that, you know, I have no, I, I have no idea. Like the, the amount of lack of information that they've had, what's crazy is the amount of lack of information that we've had with the amount of ridiculous leaks. And I say this in quotes, but leaks that we've had over the past year on this shit, some very few end up being true and some end up being, you know, completely hogwash. 
but we have all these leaks supposedly from developers and shit like that. And yet no one can show us what the console actually looks like. <laughs> it's going to be the Okama games here. Right. <laughs> so miles, I got a question. What do you think since they have the mic, do you think there's going to be any credence to the camera being installed on the PlayStation? Uh, could be. <laughs> yeah. I heard, I heard that uh, in your mind's going, fuck. Because <laughs> well, I remember God, the I whole the whole thing about oh, like oh it's gonna be catered towards streaming. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I certainly hope not. When you saw the controller, what did you think about it? When you like when you first saw it, like did you think that's cool? Did you think eh, I'd rather it all be in black? Visually, I don't. I, visually, I don't really care for it. But see, and I, I'm the opposite. Like so. I like the color scheme on it. Um, you know, I liked the the shade of blue behind the pad. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. um, aesthetically it was pleasing, but it's just like okay, it all comes back to how does it feel in the hand? Yeah, you know, yeah. are the buttons in the right place? Do I have to stretch to to do anything? Like, does it feel like the you know the normal PlayStation controller that we've come to love? Uh, yeah. You know, so I, I think that, you know, everything else is extra with all the haptic feedback or whatever the crap, you know, they're they're putting in it. But, yeah, you know, as, as long as I can play the games, it feels good in my hand. You know, I, I, who cares? You know, let, it's going to be better the con- than the Dreamcast controller. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, let, 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 let's see the console. Let's see the games. Let, let's get on with it. You know, so that people can actually make a decision on, Hey, this is the, you know, if you can only have one, which one are yeah, you going to go with? Which one am I going to go with? Yeah. Um, I, so I like the design. I think it's a, I think aesthetically I, I enjoyed it. Kind of reminds me the buttons with the clear look kind of remind me a little bit of the, uh, PlayStation Vita. And I really liked that kind of, uh, styling to it. Yeah. I do have to say, I think that the touchpad at this point is the most unnecessary, <laughs> the most unnecessary like de- device on the PlayStation 4 controller and having it continue on the PlayStation 5 when it's not utilized by 90% of the game market is kind of ridiculous. It literally replaced the select button yeah. and the select button didn't need to become the share button. You could have just added an extra button that said share and kept kept the select button that we had. Uh, there's only been a few games that have been actually, it's been useful in uh, one of them yeah. being, you know, horizon zero dawn, which obviously that's not going to be uh, available for, or well, at least for, for most people on the PC, it's not going to be available. So it, it clearly wasn't absolutely necessary to have. No. I mean, there's, there's combinations and stuff like that. You can use easily to use the same features. Absolutely. But like you were saying, that was the only one that it seemed truly useful on. Yeah. yeah. Small uh, degree, yeah. maybe on Days Gone. Uh, but a- Astrobot used it pretty well. Um, Did it? Yeah. So got got a PSVR uh, for Christmas just because mm. of the, the bundle and it was really cheap and the kids were begging for it. Yeah. Uh, How immersed <laughs> but, did you feel? Uh actually pretty it, it was actually pretty cool like I, you okay. know I, I i wouldn't have paid full price for it but you know with the discounts but, like i mean out of pocket i paid like 20 bucks so but you, you I, like, when, I got you, when you when you play it you feel like you 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 feel like you're actually kind of participating in the game world 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You know, especially I could I could turn around and there's you know the stuffs behind me and you know you put in yeah. the, the headphones and it it, it was it, yeah it was neat. Uh, but going back to the controller on, on that particular yeah. game, Astrobot, there you know the, the different weapons and stuff that you can do with it. The, actually utilize the motion sensing in the controller actually mm-hmm. utilize the the little touchpad so it, it was actually a pretty cool tech demo for what the controller was capable of it's just yeah. it's one of those one-off games that you know like okay not everything is going to be exactly like this but um it, it was actually really good so it's one of those things where like, yeah, i can there. see the potential of this having it yeah exactly, we're, we're like, exactly. Yeah, there's potential here but how many people are really going to use it? <laughs> yeah, like, I like, mean, ah. you, th- there has to be the compelling reason in the game in order to use it. And you yeah, know, I mean, who, who's going to focus on how you're going to use the controller when, as long as the story's good, you know, the game plays well, you know, well, you yeah, know, hey, it doesn't really matter after that, right? Yeah, so. absolutely. The touchpad aside and stuff like that, it it just seems like a decent controller update i'm looking forward to using it i'm looking forward to try to to feel in the xbox controller and seeing how that feels the we were kind of thrown off by the fact that it's slightly smaller so we were like ah is it gonna feel like when i put my hands around this one because i still remember the change from the first xbox one like even just from the xbox 360 to the xbox one with the shitty bumpers to the xbox one redesign which was just slightly smaller but you could definitely tell that there was a difference yeah uh it still feels great but it was one of those things of like, okay, you know, it, it is smaller, but it feels it feels better. Yeah. It feels and good. I was like, all right, let's not go on a downward trend of making this shit micro. You yeah. Know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we we have enough problems with the switch. If they go switch size, I will lose my goddamn mind. Because God. um, fucking hell. Uh, there's a reason why we have pro, pro controllers. I don't even that. have that big of hands and it bugs the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Steve, earlier, the reason why I asked you about the uh, the immersion thing is because uh, I'm one of the few people that doesn't feel that for, for VR. I don't feel like I'm in the game. I just feel like I'm looking at a screen on my face. So, <laughs> like, it's that's why, yeah. that's why I was like, uh, you know, it's 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 very from 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 different people to different people. I'm the minority. So I was just curious. Well, it, I mean, it varies from game to game, right? You know, that's true. And, and what what you're supposed to to experience with it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it it's pretty cool. Um, we've been playing a lot. Uh, well, we went through first platinum was Astrobot because of the kids, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, been doing Beat Saber, um, and then like uh, things like Headmaster and uh, Job Simulator is uh, <laughs> one of the ones that the kids wanted. But he, so I mean, yeah, it actually he he says that listeners, but he's stuck at home. He really does miss yeah. work. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I do. You know, you're like, I mean, just listen to the kids, you know, laugh, you know, oh, you can pick the donut out of the trash and eat the donut. Uh, And it's like, what are you guys doing? (laughs) This is, yeah, that's exactly what work is like. (laughs) You know what game would work really well with VR Uh, would be the Stanley Parable. Um, uh, They should absolutely bring that to con. They they need to bring that to console. uh, that, That game is just. (laughs) <laughs> Roy, Roy would definitely be a great one. <laughs> this guy's yeah. taking Roy off the grid. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's got no social security number for Roy. Um, I, I, I actually do want 
want them to make a Roy game just because it'd be funny. Um, just because <laughs> uh, I can ruin somebody else's life. I've already ruined my own. I did, you know, at least I can continue with somebody, you know, continue with the trend. Um, but uh, yeah, the listeners, what, what it's going to come down to is, you know, whether, whether or not you like the design is, is another thing. I mean, I think I, I'm almost positive it, the white and black scheme is not going to be the only way that this controller is going to be available. I'd be willing to bet that Sony's doing this so that they can do multiple different colors, including just an all black one. Cause I did see a mock-up of the all black one it does look pretty sharp with that, uh, that blue illumination. Yeah, I would hope so. I'm not a huge fan of white controllers anyways, just cause they look dirty for, way for too you easy. in the past. They, they yeah. get dirty and they get <laughs> yellow and, shit like that i still remember the xbox uh 360 controller the white one that you first that they first came out with yeah and mine was pristine it looked clean all the time except at the palms the palms that thing was yellow like an old man's teeth from smoking you know smoking cigarettes his entire <laughs> life it was disgusting i was like man what the hell like it wouldn't it was the, to the point where you like you you'd take your hands off you look at your you look at your hands like what are you doing <laughs> like what what is getting on you that's causing this i swear to god i'm not this fucking filthy <laughs> so stadia went free this week <laughs> yeah the, the what i just announced the reaction that you just heard on the podcast is exactly the same reaction that the public had of nobody cares. Mm. <laughs> uh, so state, yeah, Stadia re- released their, their free version of their service and nobody cares. Nobody's buying any games for them still. And it's just not really something that people are interested in. Well, I mean, um, cause, cause there's nothing that's unique to it that would drive me to want to play it. You know? Yeah. There's, I mean, there's nothing unique. The service lies. They don't actually, they don't actually run in 4k. You can't run it at 60 frames per second. You have, even if you have the best goddamn connection in the world, it, their servers clearly can't handle the load. So what's, what's the compelling argument for, I, you can pay to have this and not actually own your game, or you can just go buy a console, play games anywhere when you should be staying at home. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to the park, social distance myself, put a headset on and play Fortnite. <laughs> what? I'm just going to take a pickaxe to the fucking park and just play Fortnite for real. <laughs> what are you doing? Gathering well, that, materials. And, and for that, for that matter, you could immediately, you can really immediately heavy. switch from Fortnite to Minecraft instantaneously. <laughs> this guy's tearing apart this plastic slide. I need the metal. <laughs> I need the metal. It's plastic. I need the metal. <laughs> if I had fuck you money, I'd probably go do it because it'd be totally worth the bail. <laughs> <laughs> if you had if you had the money, you'd set up the park for demolition so that you could or so that you would you would have an and you'd have like another park like designed and ready to go like to to be built and the day before their demolition you'd go out and do this <laughs> he's like, i wanted to play on the swings the swings will be back i'm just gonna fuck it up first <laughs> i'm gonna build a sweet wall with it <laughs> you build a wall out of the pieces and parts you take mm-hmm. apart you take apart with to prevent them from building the the swings the next day <laughs> 
<laughs> we came in there and we there was a there was an entire entire wall built around the structure. We don't we don't know where it came from. I have no idea either. Looks like we're gonna have to postpone. Shame for those kids. It must have sprung up overnight. <laughs> <laughs> Fortnite in real life. That'd be a fun skit. Um, <laughs> so, anything else going on this week, guys? That uh, that you want to bring up? Um, you you watched uh, Trolls. Oh yeah, I did watch Trolls too. I watched Trolls yeah. too. It was fun. It was yeah. surprisingly entertaining. Yes, it was. <laughs> oh, we watched it too last night. Took advantage of that. Uh, hey, it's only twenty dollars to watch a movie you know, instead of what? Yeah, for your family, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You you mean Small I don't have to pay forty to fifty dollars to entertain my entire family, and we can have popcorn that we already own in the house? <laughs> exactly. Hell yeah. Yeah, my uh, my sister and my brother in law are doing the same thing uh, with my niece and nephews for the exact same reason. It's one of those things. Like I I hope that like the theater movies at home do well because I would love to see that paradigm shift. Not that I don't enjoy going to the theater every now and then, but it costs so much at the theater. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I, in, I would much rather like in reality for the convenience, I would much rather pay the $20 to see the movie than pay the, you know, 50, you know, 12 to 15 bucks to go see the film and then pay the 10 to 15 bucks just for myself to have snacks and that that's the thing that's that's kind of uh, what I'm getting at is, you know, if we could it, you know, that or or at least force the theaters to lower their goddamn prices, because every time I go into a theater, I feel like I've gone. I've stepped over the line from the United States into Europe. <laughs> it's like when you go to it's like when you go to a, like a, an airport terminal and all the pricings like three times higher than the outside <laughs> world. And you're like, you guys have been outside, right? Like you don't live here. Nope. <laughs> So what's what's what, do you guys understand how currency works? Like, why is it so expensive here than it is there? Well, it's a convenience. It's not a convenience. You force me to buy things here because you literally say at the sign of the door, no outside food or beverage. Otherwise, I'd be bringing that shit in. That's just a su- suggestion. You know, you can totally s- yeah, right. sneak, a, <laughs> sneak a bag of spaghetti yeah, in there. They're more like guidelines. Um, <laughs> Just imagining like, you know, Loach, Loach and I, Loach and I sitting down and Loach pulls out like a bag of spaghetti, lays out a paper plate that he pulls out of his pocket in front of him and starts setting up a whole dining situation. Looks like something out of, uh, you know, Lady in the Tramp. And I just look at it and he's, he just looks at me, want some? No, I'm good. Thanks, man. <laughs> what are they going like to do at that point? Take it away? I mean. It's like that lady. <laughs> It's like that lady. I think I've told this story on the podcast years back, but uh, my so my buddy Emmett and I. This was so long ago. My buddy Emmett and I had gone to a movie. We were at a uh, an early screening of something, and I can't remember what it was. But when we were sitting down, this lady, big woman, walks in, getting ready to get her in her seat. She takes out her purse, and I shit you not, she pulls out a bucket of fried chicken. Oh yeah. She just pulled out a bucket of fried chicken <laughs> and we were laughing our ass off and people were looking at us like we were crazy and we were just cracking up. We're just like, what the fuck? Like she's just sitting there snacking down on a, on a bucket of fried chicken while the movie's going on. And I'm just like, and she's a genius. And that's the thing. <laughs> she used her, 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 you know, the cultural acceptance of her having a purse to her advantage. And I applaud that. Like I can't at the time I couldn't do that. Now, if I swore, you know, if I forced people to think I'm a ma'am, yes, I could. 
<laughs> it is ma'am. This is my purse. Filled you just got to work up the confidence to just walk in, you know, and say, no, I'm just going to walk in what, and, and not have them stop you. You know, I, I've done that before. <laughs> it is, like I walked in with two. Uh... Steve, you've done that before. <laughs> Listeners, I want to point out Steve is not a small guy. Like the reason why Steve can get away with that stuff is because Steve, you sit at over six feet tall and you, your shoulders, your shoulders are broader than mine, which is, that's impressive. <laughs> and so Steve, Steve is not a small person. So you imagine a, a, a big athletically built guy walking in, Leo you know, has, has freaking Samoan coloring to him. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to stop this guy. Like I can stop Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> He's going to walk right past you with his, you know, with his freaking Chick-fil-A and just be like, what? And you're just going to say, I'm not saying shit to this person. Like you could be the manager of that freaking, of that freaking theater and just be like, nope, I ain't going to touch this one. Mm-mm. Clearly no. needs the protein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's not like I'm not going to go up and buy some popcorn and a drink. I just, you know, you don't have what I really want. So I'm you, you don't have what I'm looking mm-hmm. for. Exactly. <laughs> Which are one dollar Kit Kats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think yeah, I, 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 I saw guys. a guy one time pull out from under his hoodie. One of those uh, Taco Bell soft taco packs, you know the like, party pack ones. I, I I just laughed. I, like I wanted to applaud. <laughs> oh man! Um, you just see, you just keep watching him later on. He just like he pulls some Toblerone out of his sleeve, <laughs> like a freaking magician. Just like just keeps going. Um, Do you take requests? Outbacks across the street. I'd kill for a blooming onion. <laughs> oh man, that would be funny to do. Go to an outback, order the to go, and then walk in and tell them it's your leftovers, and you don't want to leave them out in the car. <laughs> oh man, it might work. It might work. Who knows? <laughs> I just love the idea of you you walking in with a bag of food and somebody <laughs> trying to stop you. Just, hey, sir, you can't do it. Yeah, whatever. I'm out. Well, are you going to stop? Like, just, just two people <laughs> looking at each other. Are you going to stop him? I'm not going to stop shit. <laughs> I'm not going to do nothing. I get paid $8 an hour. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Did we make a joke about that not too long ago? Like, there was a guy, like... Uh, there was a guy like working at a, I can't remember if it was like a re- resort or something like that. And there was a fight or something like that. And somebody was like, why didn't any, anyone work at the, or anyone stop them? And miles made the, made this comment of, I think it was miles that made the comment of like, he gets paid eight bucks an hour. Why the hell would he stop anything? <laughs> like, are you going to stop? Are you going to do something about it? Nope. <laughs> I'm going to let these people have, have at each other. And when they're done, then I'll step in. It's easier to throw them out when they're unconscious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the, the the movie was good, um, kids really liked it, you know. Yeah, and and and, and to your point, uh, I, I hope the trend continues. I, ho- I hope it does well. Um, yeah, just just because me, I, I love going to movies. You know that. You know we used to go yeah. all the time when we used to live together, uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know. Just, there's just some movies that I don't want to see it in movie theater. Let me have the option to see it at home. That, I mean, there will there'll be the ones that I, you know, yeah, I'm going to the movies to see that. I want to see on the big screen. I want to have this, you know, the surround experience. I don't, you know, 
heck, I might even want to go by myself to to just enjoy it. And you know, that's that's great, but give me the choice. You know, and, yeah, you know, like I don't I don't care if you you have to charge hey twenty bucks to rent the movie. Fine, you know, everybody in the house can watch it, and we're we're done. You know, like. I think it's a win-win, you know, it definitely will put a strain on the, the movie theaters, but you know, like then that'll force them to figure out how do we do this without, how do, how do we compete? What do we do in order to make sure that there's an incentive for us to go to the theater? Cinemark XD ain't going to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Triple XD. That's gonna that you're gonna you're gonna end up with Pee Wee Wee Herman situations. I think at that point, Um, if we're we're putting a whole new meeting to haptic feedback seats, whoa! What's the mop for? You don't want to know. You don't want to know. Yeah. So I do have to say though, like for a sequel, I mean, most of the time when you have like the first one was surprisingly funny and good. Uh, I enjoyed, I, I actually found myself laughing. And the second one, I was like, ah, sequels can be, especially for movies that you were just kind of like, you don't really have a whole lot of places to go from here. Uh, for a sequel like this, I was really kind of like, ah, it could be good. It could be bad, uh, but I'll give it a chance and I'll, I'll rent it and I'll be able to watch it. And so can my family using, using other means. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't share my accounts. uh but uh the the uh the story was was pretty funny and overall i found myself laughing at a a lot of parts um i found that justin timberlake's characters pretty are still pretty humorous and they had uh uh miles he was the commander in uh in jojo rabbit oh uh sam rockwell sam rockwell Uh, yeah yeah Yeah, he he plays two characters uh very funny (laughs) And it, it was an enjoyable experience. So listeners definitely give it a shot. Give it a rent. Uh, if you have the 20 bucks to spare, it's still cheap. It's still, I still say it's, it's cheaper than if you'd had to go to the theater, even if you're by Absolutely. yourself. Oh yeah. Easily. Yep. <laughs> and so. not like you have a fucking choice right now. Anyways. <laughs> 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 um, listeners, we do have uh, another review to give on a show. Uh, unless anyone else has anything else to bring up. Not that I don't think so. Think all right, uh, so we have Tales from the Loop. Um, Miles and I ah. got to see this on Amazon, <laughs> and uh, I, this is so. I listeners, I really enjoy uh, the artwork that uh, inspired Tales from the Loop. So I was super, super looking forward to actually watching this show and seeing how where where they could go with it because it left oh, it, it left the idea of. This could be another Twilight uh, Zone outer kind of anthology series. Twilight Zone, yeah, it could be very completely open ended on what they could show off. It could be dystopia. It could be you know uh, hopeful, whatever. But instead, they decided to focus in on a singular town and singular characters, and that's not necessarily a bad idea. I mean, it worked out really well for shows like Eureka and things like, and things like that. But the problem is, is the show moves so fucking slow and is so depressing from episode to episode. I mean, literally the show is almost one depressing experience to another of just a, uh, particularly mostly just one family, but there's other stories that involve some other people, but, uh, mostly just the characters that you're focusing on getting screwed over completely. Just 
unbelievable amount of depression by the time I got to the end. And I, the whole time I was watching it, I kept hoping for, there's got to be some, some ray of ray of hope at the end of the tunnel, some light at the end of this tunnel. And it's got to be something hopeful because they kept promoting the fact that it's an anti black mirror because black mirror has so many depressing episodes and is so dark all the time. And, uh, and one of the, you know, some of the themes for black mirror is, uh, of course, showing the, depravity of human beings like basically our, our, our dark natures yeah downfall of society yeah yeah Stuff like that. so their whole thing was this is a, a an anti-black mirror of giving people hope it's not hopeful when you're constantly showing the pain and anguish that people go through that are very relative to real life granted it doesn't in a sci-fi nature uh but it's it's super depressing. And I found myself at the end of the show getting the worst, most depressing payoff I have had in a TV show in a long fucking time. And I was so pissed off that I just, I had to go on to uh, IMDb and immediately write a review and basically point out that for a little over, like uh, actually it's just a little over seven hours uh, total for all eight episodes. But if you spend the entire time watching the show, you're just going to be depressed. You're just going to be sad. It's going to make you feel bad. And it made me go, what the hell? Like, and after I've seen like other people reviewing it, it's still like a seven out of 10. I sit there going, what the fuck is wrong with society? When, when the, you know, we're, we're dealing with uh, something that is a very, you know, real world depressing situation. And you want to watch more depressing shit. Like that's the equivalent of somebody going, okay, uh, I just got off the Titanic I'm going to go watch something about the Holocaust, even though those those two events couldn't take place at the same time. I realize that. But still, uh, that's the analogy I'm using. You, know, <laughs> you just got done with something catastrophic and you want to go watch something catastrophic is my point. And it's just, what the fuck? Like, I, I don't want to be more depressed. Why the hell is this something that I would go for? And on top of that, like I said, it is slow. And when I say slow, it's not a slow burn. It is just slow. And... You also have characters that make the most illogical fucking choices I have ever heard. And I could spoil the show for you right now just by telling you how it ends. But I'm just going to leave it at you should just trust me and not watch it. Just don't don't waste your time on it. It's at the end. You're just going to be sad. You're not going to be like, oh, yeah, that was great. I feel better about life. Here we go. I'm glad I watched this. Yeah. If and listeners, there is there are shows and and movies out there that you can actually be sad at the end and still have hope and still like feel happy about it or happy as well about the experience that you had. ET is one of them. In case you haven't been listening for a while, I cry every time I watch ET. I've been you know I've watched ET since I was a kid and it it still hasn't changed. I know how it's going to end every time. I still cry. I still weep like a little child. But I feel happy because it's a hopeful ending. The, the, the movie has got a powerful emotion behind it. And this show could have had that, but it doesn't. It just falls flat on its face, in my opinion. And the amount of people who are giving it praise, either, either you worked on the production or you, your life is so bad that anybody else's terrible experience makes you feel better. Which, if that's the case, you should listen to our podcast more. it's filled with bad experiences we by comparison to a lot of people should make other people feel better i know you guys make me feel better (laughs) (laughs) and that's really why we do steve we actually believed for the longest time you were like our only listener no joke i think for like two or three yeah we still most of the time think think that um 
what was it list what was it miles that we recently watched where the guys like are 14 oh it was a uh, uh, zero charisma that we watched last night where the guys like yeah. are for our 14 or your 14 readers I was like wow that sounds like our podcast <laughs> 14 <laughs> visitors a month nobody <laughs> oh my god it's our podcast i was laughing so hard when miles said that because we were both saying we were both thinking the same thing <laughs> it's awesome if we quit there would be tens of people disappointed <laughs> <laughs> At least four of them are family. <laughs> What's weird is the amount of the, the lack of responses that we get from anybody uh, on our podcast. I'm like, I'm sure there's got there has got to be an episode where we just angered the shit out of people. Otherwise, they wouldn't have so many downloads for them. That or it's specifically when I've marked that it's a conversation about EA Blizzard or Activision and somebody <laughs> within those companies is having to is having to listen to us to hear if we if we badmouth the company. If so, or I don't know how much <laughs> don't get. Well, you know, you're you're not wrong. But at the same time, we, we do give credit when credit is due. We do say when they do do good things. Uh, unfortunately, it's very few and far in between. Yeah. It's like when you talk about your own government. <laughs> they do do good things, but it's very few and far in between. I mean, they don't weld us inside of our own apartments. So, I mean, There's an good. upside. That's a good thing. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm glad I'm not being welded shut into my house. Uh, I'm glad that, uh, you know, death isn't being considered a cure here. That's, that's, a, that's a plus. You can't be sick if you're ashes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> crazy anyways uh yeah so uh miles i you know you watched the first episode right you didn't watch any further i don't remember we we watched i want to say the first three episodes uh together yeah um, that's right and it was interesting we watched the one about the little yeah. girl and then we got to the one but, with the, the the boys yeah it was it was yeah. you know, like you said it's just fucking crawls and uh you know i i, I totally took your word for uh how, how it turned out. I was like, ah, it doesn't sound like something I want to waste my time on. Yeah. I, when a show ends and it makes you like, just feel bad, like as just emotionally to me, that's not a good mark of a TV show. And there are some TV shows out there that people really enjoy that are like that. Uh, I would say game of Thrones is really like that. Um, people really enjoyed that show for the longest time. And in, <clears throat> in reality, emotionally almost every episode they felt people felt terrible because either their favorite character would die or something bad would happen to them stuff like that and i would constantly hear about it from everyone but if that's up your alley listeners then by all means go go watch it but if you don't like feeling bad about what you watch and you want to have an actual escape to something that's a little more hopeful i would say go watch something else go watch you know go watch eureka watch psych we've been re-watching psych fucking love that show <laughs> check out the uh the tom segura special on netflix yep pretty funny yeah not his best but it's it's still really good <laughs> did not expect to have ball hog come from that yeah <laughs> what he says like did not expect that's where the title would come from but yeah it was pretty funny he's he's a he's a pretty funny guy uh some of the humor like some of the parts i, I didn't really laugh at just because i was just like yeah this isn't really my this isn't really my humor but Overall, there were some pretty funny parts, and my favorite part was the uh, the I don't get in arguments with my mom anymore, and that whole description lost it. 
Yeah. When he talks about that conversation, I laughed so hard. I think that was the part. I think that was really the part where uh, both of us were kind of wheezing when we were laughing at that part. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, it, it's that's a good special. Absolutely, watch that. Um, and uh, if you if you have Apple TV, even though it, it, I don't know if it costs a lot, I think it's like five bucks a month. But uh, I have a free subscription for a year. Uh, I've been watching the latest Amazing Stories. That's a decent show. It's a decent, decent series. Just like the original Amazing Stories, not every episode is going to be great. And that's okay. Tales of interest. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, kind of the same, kind of the same thing. Uh, my, only, my only gripe with the Amazing Stories is the new intro. The new intro is so off-paced from the, mu- from the music. So they use the original score by John Williams from the old series. And that score is phenomenal. But the pacing of the visuals is so slow moving in comparison to the music that if you go back and watch the original intro for Amazing Stories, that whole intro from start to finish is cut so well in in with the music and moves so uh, purposefully that you go, man, this is going to be a ride. This is going to be awesome. This one, it's just feels like you're it feels like what you should be hearing is either the intro to. Uh, Twilight Zone or uh, Outer Limits. Like that's kind of what you feel like you should be hearing instead because the pacing is so slow. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys have, I don't know if you guys have gotten to see it or not. No. Uh, I've been, I've been trying to actually just find the intro itself on YouTube. Nobody has it, of course, because Apple's just protective as hell about bullshit. But uh, at some point, somebody's got to leak it, and if if they do, I highly encourage you guys to check it out and see if you know see what you think because that that was the thing that threw me off when I first watched it. The first episode is a little depressing, but it does have that ray of hope. It does have that kind of Steven Spielberg esque feel to it. Of there's got to be some kind of light at the end of the tunnel, and uh, it's it's well acted. It's not the most original story. That's okay. Uh, most most uh, television isn't original, anyways. But it is enjoyable to watch and it is nice to see a show like that come back that doesn't make you go, man, society sucks or man, people are, you know, people, you know, really, really suck. I can't, you know, I hate people, that kind of shit, because I already hate people. I don't need a show to reinforce that. <laughs> so, <laughs> <That's your story. laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, the the first episode's good. The second episode has a, you know, has a fun story. Um one of the relationship aspects in the second story kind of came out of nowhere for me. I didn't really expect it. I was just kind of like, all right, or okay, whatever. Uh, it felt just kind of thrown in, if that makes sense. Like where, you know, where you have a, a friendship and it turns out it's more than just a friendship. And you're like, Oh, okay. That didn't really come across at all during this entire episode. I didn't really think that I thought that like, you guys were just star Wars. <laughs> yeah, kind of like kind of like how the how, how the uh, rise of the Skywalker went. Uh, the kiss that came from nowhere. You're like what? What do you mean I had to read? What do you mean I had to read two other books in order to understand that this was a thing? Uh, Funny story with that. So Amanda watched Rise of Skywalker for the first time the other night, and yeah, when they kissed, she was like, "Oh yeah," you know, she was all happy, and then when he died, she like. What the fuck? I'm done with this. <laughs> this is no. Just turn it off. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> well, what's really funny like, is the fact wait, that from, why? The, from the from the first episode or from the first uh, episode for that trilogy, uh, they had been setting up Finn 
and Ray the entire fucking time in that in that one in that one movie. Even the second one when they were introducing the love triangle that never yeah. that never turned into anything because Ryan Johnson's a douchebag and can't write for Star Wars. Even when they introduced that, there was there was nothing like there there was there there was just kind of like all right, well we're we're not moving along with this, and there was nothing between there was really nothing going on between Ray and Kylo, and you're going all right, so so why the hell is 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 there this kissing scene between them now? Like what what the hell happened? And like I was reading into it, and apparently you had to have read like a a series of comics and like two books in order to, to have seen this relationship between them to between the two of them blossom because apparently they've yeah. been communicating through the force before this, which is also why they're able to uh, use the force to take and, and, and get objects with which listeners, if you're not familiar with, with the star Wars universe, that's not new that that was in star Wars canon before uh, with the legends when they were before they removed them. But that's where you're supposed to have seen this relationship between them blossom. And then like, if, if you didn't know that, which most of us wouldn't and that movie takes yeah. place, fans were going, what the fuck? Yeah, I forgot <laughs> to log in and read the grimoire cards. Yeah, my, my fault. <laughs> 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 do you remember Do you remember when they stopped having those in, in uh, Destiny? <laughs> and we, it, it, because like when that happened, like we were getting so little story, we were like, huh, I kind of miss them. <laughs> like like at oh, least they it still filled in them. the gaps they oh they have, they have them. them they have them now the, the lore, yeah yeah, but, yeah oh man but when uh but when but when Ooh. destiny 2 launched and they had like they had that <laughs> that the gap of certain things that we were like looking for story and they didn't have the the grimoire cards at first we were also yeah, going yeah. i kind of miss them yeah. <laughs> like at least at least it gave me something to read on the side so that i knew a little bit more about the world because that's one of the things that re- that really did lack in Destiny Two was giving a little bit more background to certain things, uh, just to begin with. When they added them later, fantastic. Uh, you know, it's oh, good. Yeah. To, it's good to have that have it fleshed out. Uh, but that's one of those things, like where we have to say, if you're not like these things are necessary when you're not willing to put them into the game, like we, we essentially when you're not willing to actually explore further in your game, scene, flashbacks, cutscenes, something like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And the same thing happens now in Star Wars, apparently, where we yeah. have to we have to read everything extra before we watch the movie, so we know what's happening in the new movie. Which, which was my biggest gripe with that movie was you know absolutely just how much was left out. You know, it's just like yeah, you know, okay, I try, I get it. You're trying to fit everything in, but come on, man, you know, like oh, I man. shouldn't have to like, play a game. I shouldn't have to read. You know, comic books yeah. and books, and I don't know if you guys saw the uh, if if you guys heard about the uh, there was a uh, podcast that had an interview with the editors from the Last Jedi, and while one of them is still working in the industry, she was very polite and very political on how she vo- voiced everything. The other one is retired, and she was pretty blatant, <laughs> and she pretty much spo- like she pretty much explained that. Basically, what had happened was everything that listeners we had already said on our, our po- on our podcast, which was the rumor, which is now confirmed, that Ryan Johnson had sat down with J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams had explained to him the story from the first from the first movie through to the third one, where he wanted the story to go, and in the middle said, "This is what we want to cover. These are the things that we want ha- want to have happen here." And Ryan Johnson heard that and basically said, "Cool, I'm not going to do any of that." This is kind of the trend of what happens to J.J. Abrams in reality. Uh, anytime he's done a project where he's handed over the reins of the story, 
and said, this is where we have to go. Almost every single time the writers that take over, it's like they're writing the sen- It's like they're writing the middle of your novel. And instead of them taking what you have, you have on as notes of saying, this is where I want the story to go. This is what I want you to cover. They just ignore it and they go, I want to do this whole other story. And that's what Johnson did. He turned around and he made a story that literally, literally went nowhere. Uh, from the start to the end of, of The Last Jedi, they pretty much end in the same place they started at. Of They're on the run. They can't get away from, from the new empire. And nothing changes. They nothing's, nothing's progressed. The story hasn't really gone anywhere. The characters haven't really grown. And you haven't really gotten gotten to where they need to go. So J.J. takes over for the third film and is sitting there going, looking at the last film going, this literally took me nowhere. Like you literally went, you literally ended in the same place I finished my first film. And now I have nowhere to go. I took four lefts. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I took four lefts. How did I get here? Uh, um, I couldn't imagine being put in that position. And this is what the the editor basically pointed out. Like I could, she couldn't imagine being put in the position of, Somebody took over your story and literally didn't go anywhere with it and didn't go where you wanted to go. And now you're left with a final film and now you have to pack in two movies worth of content into one story, which is where the books came in, which is why they had all the extra content on the side to try and explain some of the story that they couldn't keep in the film, which is, you know, gets back to what you were talking about, Steve, just the fact of like, we shouldn't have to do that. Like, in all honesty... I would have been completely happy if they had just said the last movie actually needs to be two films. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, give us the big space battle at the end. Give us everything like that, that you wanted to do in the uh, initially don't try to pack so much into one story because the previous guy fucked you over. Don't get me wrong. Like the, I still enjoyed rise of Skywalker and I still think that rise of Skywalker makes the last Jedi infinitely better. Uh, but the last Jedi is still kind of the lame duck in the series. And I'm, and I, it, it's the story that doesn't go anywhere. I mean, even the prequels went somewhere. They didn't do it well, but they went somewhere. Yeah. I had a, one of my family members recently watched uh, the rise of Skywalker and they were like, did I miss something? Uh, when the, <laughs> when the kiss happened, they're like, did I miss something? Uh, was this in the last movie? Cause I don't remember anything like that. And I went, Nope, it wasn't in the last movie. The last movie went nowhere. There was tension. There was tension. I just, you know, well, you know, Harry, it, it Harry just, when Harry met Sally proved that you can't really yeah. be, you know, absolutely friends. So yeah, of course there's going to be tension. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it, I just, I don't even know. yeah it's it's definitely one of those those conversations where you just kind of i don't i i don't know what to say now like i don't know what to do with this this new information that that doesn't make any sense yeah for the longest while i thought they were just going to go the same way as uh as rogue uh rogue one did they're like all right there doesn't have to be a relationship in the movie like it's fine it's perfectly cool (laughs) <laughs> there's there's it's okay to have sexual tension it's kind of like a uh, pacific rim where it's the first you know it's one of those moments of will they won't they and they don't at the end you're yeah. like all right yeah that's okay yeah i get i get the fact that there that there's sexual tension that's that's natural but there doesn't have to be this moment between them that doesn't have to be a kiss didn't have to didn't have to have you know the per, you know proclamation of love between the between one another and i'd be completely okay with that but but um, then in, then you have it, and then you immediately kill. And, yeah, you, <laughs> kill you have it, and then you kill off you kill off a character that like, that you actually had to work super fucking hard for the entire movie to redeem 
to have some kind of redemption, even though that should have that should have really taken place. And, in, in, you know, you, you know, as well as I do, that should have taken place over the last two films like that part of his more of his struggle between the light and the dark should have taken place more between Last Jedi and this film. And it just it, it was all packed into one. And you're kind of like, all right, well, sweet. Now that he's going to be good, we can have we can we can finally have a solo that's going to be good. He's going to, you know, sp- dedicate the rest of his life to trying to be a different person and to try and right his wrongs. And you kill him off. This isn't like Darth Vader where he his last dying act is to save his is is really to save his son and essentially come back to the light and and be able to face his son with his real face and say, you know, tell your sister you were right. This isn't one of those things where this is the this is this is a person who has done terrible things for so long and this is the one time they're going to have a redeeming act and really no one's going to actually fully understand it except for his son this is a moment where we've we've he's for a short time in reality been a terrible human being finally has this redeeming moment and dies and you're like all right well i guess the main character doesn't get any kind of happiness ever sweet go go make yourself some blue milk out in the (laughs) desert by yourself Spoiler alert. <laughs> I just had a thought. Loach is going to be pissed we're talking Star Wars without him. Uh. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Anybody have any thoughts on uh, soccer or baseball? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Ghostbusters. Maybe <laughs> Ghostbusters. Which, I, by the way, I guess Ghostbusters has been delayed. The new one. Yeah, almost everything has been. Yeah. Uh, I think they said they're delaying it until next year. That's unfortunate. And the weird thing is like, I thought with all the uh, movies that were going to be coming to, uh, to rent on, on uh, streaming, that that was going to kind of start a trend at least for a little while. But I guess studios are just like, yeah, you know what? We're fine with uh, not making any money for a while off these movies. And we're just going to release them out later. Uh, I mean, uh, 007's done the same thing. I don't know how we'll live off of these millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. It's like when when you made a movie, at that point when the movie's done and you haven't released it, at that point you're just draining money. You're you're because you're not you, you just drained money because you don't have any money coming back. So, I mean, are they going to write it off as a loss for the year when they come when it comes to taxes? Like, what's what's the deal here? Probably when. You know when they could just release it in streaming and hopefully make their money back. Uh, I would make an argument well, that like I, when when a movie's big enough that they would absolutely make their money back. But what were you going to say, Steve? Well, I was just going to say you know I, I think it's the the fact that it's still untested, right? You know, like that's fair. This, this this trolls movie you know might might uh, you know make make some heads turn. You know, you, I have no idea and whether or not we're going to be able to see like the the numbers on uh, how how well it's doing as, as yeah. a as, as a new release hey it's coming out you know on to, to, to rent um like this so unless you see the numbers behind it where you could actually make your money back i mean it's like okay well 20 bucks for our, you know a household here or if a household wants to go see it in a the theater you're gonna get 50 60 you know okay like we can wait uh, how many months, you know, we'll, we'll, we push it back. But I mean, it's in the can. You've already spent the money. Um, you're not doing any of the advertising. You're not doing any of the, the other stuff um, that, that goes into that, that budget to, to, yeah. to get that film out there. So, 
yeah, yeah, we can, you know, we, we mo- probably thinking, hey, we can sit on on this movie and just write it off as a loss if we have to move it into the next year or so and you know, yeah. go from there. If you guys have nothing else to to bring up, I think we can close. Well, one more thing. Um, yeah. uh, the Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy Seven remake came out. Um, oh. uh, I haven't played it yet. I'm probably going to break down and get it. Um, my I've been talking with my brother, huge Final Fantasy Seven fan, um, and he he he's played played uh, played a little bit and uh, said that it was good. Battle system was awesome. Um, yeah. I, I downloaded the demo. I didn't play it. I just didn't want anything to be spoiled in case I did get it. But from the positive reactions, um, I, I think I will break down and actually give it a try um, just to see where it goes. The only negative I've heard is that it's uh, kind of like, I think they like 20, 15 to 20 hours of actual game. And then like, it's got a lot of filler yeah. is what I've heard. Uh, because it, it stays in the first main, lo- like the first main location, which in the original final fantasy seven goes really quickly. Right. Uh, yeah. It's like the first five hours of the game. Yeah. And in this case, it's like 40 hours there, which is kind of strange. Um, at least for me to, to think about, because I've, I've played through like you, I've played through the original final fantasy seven and yeah. you kind of imagine that you're like, that seems kind of off on the pacing, but I guess when they're doing the, uh, <sighs> I don't know if it's seasonal, but like the uh, episodic content drops for it. Mm-hmm. It will, it hopefully will make a little more sense. The only thing I'm kind of worried about is when they get to the carnival level and yeah. God damn, I couldn't imagine 40 hours there. I'd want to kill myself. <laughs> well, hopefully they make the mini games better, but uh... Oh God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, granted, oh, I spent, I it. spent, I spent a lot of time there, you know, cause I ended up getting, you know, doing everything to get the, the gold yeah. chocobo and, you know, like wasted my life doing that, but it was worth it <laughs> <laughs> to get that gold chocobo is all yeah. look at me now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, it's, it, it seems like one of those things where it could either be, uh, it could end up being really uh, a good idea or, depending on how long it takes given it square Enix, could depending on how long it takes for them to release the next episodes and stuff like that. I wouldn't be surprised if after this, this one, the next one is either shorter or combines two areas instead of just one and goes a little more fat, like a little, a little more quickly because I I couldn't see unless square Enix has multiple teams working on different sections and different episodes. I don't see people waiting around for the next episode for five years. Yeah, no, to come out because Definitely not. That that just seems that that would just seem really ridiculous, especially since like we first heard about the Final Fantasy VII remake what four years ago, first yeah, like was, the first time it was quite some time back. Yeah, um, and they said that oh it's in it's in development, and we didn't hear about it becoming episodic until roughly a year and a half, two years ago maybe. Like hearing that oh it's going to be you know when you first heard it's going to be episodic, like you immediately think well they're going to if most episodic games it's like it's this episode and then a couple of months later it's the next one how is square annex going to pull this off like is it going to be years down the line you get the second episode because i can see people going what the fuck like yeah what is going on why why did you guys decide to do this like th- those are the moments where people end up kind of going i would have rather you guys just spent more time and just created a fully fleshed out game and released it all at once rather than me having to wait four years at a time or three years at a time for the next episode. 
but yeah, that's just me. Yeah. Oh, as man, long we'll as it see. doesn't, as long as it doesn't turn into a half life two episode <laughs> two situation where <laughs> episode three never fucking comes out. Hopefully you guys get the game that you're looking for. Cause I would hate to see, uh, I would hate to see square Enix kind of end up really screwing things over and screwing people over by not releasing the, 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 the finished product in the end. And that, that, that was kind of, that, that, that's kind of why I, you know, have been hesitant to, to dive into it. Just like, uh, yeah, yeah I, I love final fantasy seven. I refuse to buy this one because of it, because it's episodic. I would, I would rather wait and I might be waiting listeners. If this, if it goes the way I think <laughs> it's going to end up going, I might end up waiting 10 years before I actually buy the game, uh, before they actually have a full finished product. But we'll see. We'll see what they do. Hopefully it's not that long. Hopefully you guys get it within like another year. Uh, that would be ideal. Um, given, given the quality levels that compared to other episodic content, a year would be yeah. a year be would be. Money. Yeah. I think that's the sweet spot right there. You give, you give yeah. it another year and, and yeah, I think you could do that. So, all right. Uh, well, listeners, thank you for listening to us. We really do appreciate it. Please go on Facebook, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. If you want to keep your Twitter account, if you want to get rid of your Twitter account, we highly recommend it. Also take a break from Twitter, especially with all this madness going on and the amount of misinformation that's going on on there. Uh, Follow us on podbean.com if you don't like iTunes. If you do like iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes. Tell your friends about us. It's pretty much the only way we get around, but don't do it in person. Call them, text them, something. This is Vargo. Miles. This is Steve. Keep on geeking on. We're out. So I've been told a long time ago I tried that, now he sleeps The legend goes, no one the creature shows So we're gonna, so we're gonna take it to a satisfied So we're gonna, so we're gonna take it back You know you wanna, you know you wanna, you know you wanna join our side If you wanna live back tonight Now we're raging on like a Take it back